Am I live? I'm already live. I like how I just, you know, you're live. You, I, I don't have, I have no, I have no say in this decision. It just, it's time for you to go to work. And then, you know, I have no choice. I can't call in late. I can't go, hey, wait, I'm finishing my coffee. Nothing. I am live on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. I am live on YouTube and I am live. Hold on. I'm going to do something with this. Whoa. There we go. I am live on uh, ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. It, well, uh, now I'm live on Facebook Live. I'm live on all three platforms. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all ages. You are watching Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. I am Tony Visick, and we come to you every day at 2, 2, 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, Arizona Time, which is actually Pacific Time right now. But I don't want to get into all of that again. We are your daily distraction from all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla going on in the world today. Like I said, we come to you on three platforms. Those platforms are ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com, YouTube, Comedy Schools, Facebook Live. Those are our three platforms. The show is built around three things normally. Uh, your questions or comments that you post that we try to comment back on or answer the question. Uh, usually some knickknack or doodad uh, that we have laying around the house that we then um, uh, weave a story around. And we recommend two artists or two pieces of music based on our vast vinyl album collection. We have been going CD a little bit because we've now been on for so long. We've been on for six months. We've been doing this now for six months, which, you know, is not a long time. We do it almost every day. I mean, there's probably in the last six months, there's probably been seven days we haven't been on, but uh, we're starting to burn through all of our albums. Uh, I've got a couple of uh, oldies but goodies that we've talked about before, but I think they're great to listen to on Labor Day, so I'm going to mention them and talk about the artist in just a few moments. Uh, Brother Jared just said it's 117 degrees in Woodland Hills, California. Um, I don't know what it is here, maybe 115, 116. We're kind of used to it here. You know, we expect here that uh, it'll be 115, 116. We have not expected to have the majority of the last 60 days, I mean like 55, 57 of the last uh, 60 days to be over 110 degrees. It has been hot, hot, hot. Uh, we don't go outside and uh, we have had the air conditioner since, uh, if you look at, I'm looking at the electric bills because I like, I really keep a track of all my bills Looking at the electric bills, May's bill was only, was under 100 bucks. And the electricity is expensive out here. I don't want to get into that. But starting in June, we set that thermostat in our house at 76 degrees. I know, people say it should 78, 81. But uh, I'm not going to be uncomfortable in my own home if I don't have to be. And right now, I don't have to be. So uh, it has stayed there, and we've stayed a steady, a steady 76 in the house. And oddly enough, hadn't, haven't had to go out that much because of a quarantine and pandemic. Uh, does it feel like Labor Day weekend? Traditionally, this was like uh, the last holiday of the summer. You know, uh, I'm sure some people are out doing holiday stuff. They're out on the like. Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, a bunch of people down in Texas went out and got on the lake. We're going to support President Trump. We'll take our boats out and get our MAGA flags Right around, President Trump, President Trump. And by the way, you can think I'm making fun of people when I do that accent. And uh, all I'm doing is repeating what I've heard. You know, so if you want to say he's, he's making fun of the president. 
No, I would be, I guess, uh, making fun of the people, but all I'm doing is their, uh, their accent and their intonation. Andrew Freeman has informed us that it's 109 in Maricopa right now. We have reached critical mass, ladies and gentlemen, critical mass. It is now hotter in Woodland Hills, California, than it is in Maricopa, Arizona. Anyway, all these people got out on um, their boats, and they's out there on the lake show, show support for their president. They're running around, woo! And then, like, four of them sunk. <laughs> Hello, Jim Perry. Hello, Jim Perry, Andrew Free Freeman, Tina and Mike Lawson, Jerry Visick, uh, everybody who's tuning in for our Labor Day Sunday show. We were not on last night, and I apologize. I didn't make an announcement. My plan was to uh, do a remote, uh, but when I got to my remote location, it was already too late, and I'm going to be honest with you. Last night, right at 7 p.m. my time, the Clippers were playing... Uh, um, who the hell are they playing? Denver Nuggets. They were playing the Denver Nuggets. They lost. But I have Sirius uh, satellite radio in the car, and I was listening to it, and I just plump forgot. But let me tell you about where I went and how much fun it was last night. I went to my, your, our newest, favorite, fun comedy club, JP's Comedy Club, 860 East Warner Road, in Gilbert, Arizona, I went there where uh, my good friend and buddy and partner Jim Perry is um, running a series of open mic nights as a soft opening for his club. And man, there were, uh, and he's doing safe social distancing. He's not filling the place up. You got to wear a mask, etc. All that good stuff. All that good stuff. But man, you know, people are just burning to get out and we got to find a safe way not to go insane. And uh, I went and surely made sure that I had uh, three masks. She gave me my, I felt like a little kid going to, going to school and got my lunch because it was a little, uh, like a little hefty bag. And then it were my masks and my gloves and all that good stuff. And so, and I go, can I go? And she goes, well, all right, but be safe. It was just, <laughs> be safe. And, you know, don't be, you know, messing, messing around with people too much or talking to strangers. So off I went, trundling off in my long pants like a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and drove from my home to place I'm going to be a lot, JP's Comedy Club in Gilbert, Arizona. And um, it was an open mic night. And I came back, and Shirley asked me, she goes, how was it? And I go, you know what? It was great. She goes, really? I go, yeah. 83 and Cloudy, where Kelly Wilson is. I don't know if that's Kentucky or Florida, because I know that you uh, lived in Kentucky for a long time. Kelly, I don't know if you retired to Florida. Uh, Andrew Framing uh, just posted on Facebook Live, we like Jim Perry. Uh, I told her it was great, and I'll tell you why it was great. So I've been involved in stand-up comedy since uh, 1980, the end of 1985, I did my first open mic night, okay? Uh, and I started doing open mic nights, and I started working. Uh, I used to hang out at the Melrose Improv in the early 80s, uh, go to a couple other comedy clubs in Los Angeles, before that. So I've been watching live comedy on a regular basis for, I don't know, 40 years. Okay. And last night it was almost all open micers. Some guys who've been like knocking around the open mic scene in greater Phoenix for years and years, but so many new ones. And it was fast to me. It's fascinating to watch 
Because I know what people go through before they get to that club. And I know what they go through before they go on stage. Hell, Jim said to me, why don't you go up and talk about the classes? And all of a sudden, I got that little uh, inside me like, uh, oh, I don't know. I don't feel like, you know, what if they don't, uh, you know. And I know what they go through, that they've written all this stuff down at home, either in a notebook or on their phone. They did all that work, and they practiced it, and they thought about how it was, and they sat there waiting for the host to call their name, and one after another, they went up there. Did they all get laughs? Oh, yeah, that's right. I also hung out at the Improv in Hell's Kitchen. Spent a lot of time in comedy clubs in New York. I've spent time in comedy clubs all over this country. I toured this country nonstop like a maniac for 15 years. From Hell's Kitchen to Maricopa, Arizona. I think that's an improvement. If you're going to ask someone where they live, and you go, I live in Hell's Kitchen, you go, where do they live? Maricopa. That sounds interesting. And watching each and every one of these, and I don't want to say kids because some of them were adults, some were kids, people of all stripes, all different economic strata, you could tell. And uh, yeah, a lot of them were just going, hey, I'm sick of this COVID, I'm sick of this COVID. That was like, the there's always like a general thing that all new comics talk about pretty much in the same way. Right now it's COVID. At one time it was legalizing marijuana. At one time it was... Uh, uh, you know, uh, how when it was mostly male comics, how frustrating it was to meet women at dance clubs. Uh, one time it was uh, uh, airlines flying, and everyone, everyone did jokes about that. And almost every one of these uh, guys did that too. But they also did something unique and different, each and every one of them. None of them were so screwed up yet by a scene, a local scene, or by uh, uh, an idea that someone stuck in their head of how they should do things, that they were all kind of pure. And it was fascinating just watching the different body types, the different body movements, you know, and the different ways they delivered things, and there are different takes on things. And to me, it's really wonderful because you're watching human beings attempt creativity. In the midst of all this worry, in the midst of all this sorrow, in the midst of all this anxiety and uncertainty, over the last few nights, dozens upon dozens of folks, Jim had to like lock the doors at one point. There was, he couldn't, he, he reached his capacity. Not the legal capacity, but the coronavirus capacity. And he wasn't going to break that. Uh, DJ Payton says, the ones that have been screwed up by the local scene won't come to JP. It's because of the local scene. Yeah, that might be true. I don't know why people uh, didn't come who didn't come. Uh, but I know the people that came there went there, you know, on a hot, hot, still summer night in a little town called Gilbert, Arizona. Dozens of people of all economic and ethnic strata, all different ages, came trundling down to this little club next to a Chinese restaurant. It's catty corner of a an Italian uh, uh, pizzeria. Uh, there's a Mexican restaurant. There's an Italian pizzeria. And there's a Chinese restaurant. I'm going to have fun and gain far too much weight as we deal with this club. And I watched them all strive to be creative. And to me, that was just so very, very, very cool. Uh, Daniel Wayne says, Caveman Comics joked about the problems with dinosaurs. You know, the problem with dinosaurs. So I was talking to this one little dinosaur. <laughs> And that's why I'm excited to uh, be uh, bringing my comedy workshop to J.P.'s Comedy Club because what we teach is structure, craft, and technique. I don't sit there and go, you should talk about this, you should talk about that. This is what I think you should do. 
you know, I think that probably you should wear a funny hat. You're probably the angry comic. I don't know. You, you know you've worked with someone for a week, two weeks, five weeks, six months, and you know what they're going to be in the future. That's why we do craft and technique, like teaching someone the chords on the guitar. That's what we do. That's all we do. And I'll be doing it Monday night, 7.30 at JP's Comedy Club. So if you're in the greater Phoenix area, get your mask, get your hand sanitizer, get there early so that you get, uh, you're able to get in. And we're going to lay out for free uh, what it is that we do and see if you want to participate with us. By the way, if you still go, well, you know what? I still don't want to go out, but I would, I would like to, uh, I would like to uh, enter into something creative. Then Tuesday night at 6 p.m., I'm doing a free class online. Uh, all you got to do is go to ComedySchools.com and you'll find the link for that so i've got two ways for you to not just sit around wasting away like a boneless breast of chicken going when is this gonna end do you want to be one of those people who when it does end you're not ready man i tell you what i've been i've been exercising i've been taking care of myself i'm 65 you know i've been taking care of business i've been trying to expand business i've been staying in touch with family i've been doing other writing you know, it wasn't like I'm just going to sit here and do do the minimum I got to do till this is over. Because I don't know what it's going to be over. You don't know what it's going to be over. They might have a vaccine in October. They might not have a vaccine till next year. They might have the vaccine uh, next week, but no one will be able to get it for a year. More people are going to leave us. But I'm going to be ready when the doors open. I'm going to be ready to roll. Okay, and I want you to be ready to roll too. All right, so JP's Comedy Club. Hey, they're doing another open mic night tonight at 7 p.m. So uh, if, you've got, uh, if you've got an idea and a dream, if you've got, an I- if you've, if you've got some ideas, because you got to have more than one, you can go up and tell one joke and leave, I guess. You know what, I'd be fine with that. But if you've got some ideas and a dream, don't worry about being good, bad, right, wrong, funny, not funny. Okay, step on that stage and face the, face the people and uh, uh, get a feeling for what it is because it is fantastic. The thing that has kept me in this business as a comic, as a club owner, as a booking agent, as a writer, as a workshop teacher for going on 40 years has been that spark, man, that spark. What's writing a joke like? I'll tell you what writing a joke's like. I'm going to tell you. Okay, it's like when you were a little kid and you decided you were going to start a fire the way you had seen some Native American people on a TV show do. You went, I got a couple of rocks. Now, where I grew up in Missouri uh, and we were out in the country, there was a lot of flint rock. And you're taking those two flint rocks and you've gotten a bunch of leaves and a bunch of sticks and you've gathered them all together in a little pile. And they're all there in a little pile, okay? And then uh, you got some sticks sticking straight up and some leaves and you're taking two little flint rocks and you're banging them and banging them and banging them. You hit your... You hit your finger and it hurts. You hit it again, it's bleeding a little. You keep banging them until you start getting a little spark and you bang them back. And finally, you know, and going, and just about when you're in quick, your hands all scraped up and nothing's lit up and it's starting to get cold and starting to get dark. You're going to just go home. I'll just go home and eat some macaroni and cheese. All right? Bam, bam, bam. And then that spark hits and that smoke starts before you got a fire. It's just like that. It's just like that. And if you've ever started a fire like that, if you ever started a little campfire like that, you know it's one of the coolest feelings in the world. And that is what joke writing is like. All that banging, all that scraping, all that gathering, all that frustration, 
and then boom, fire. All right? And we want to help you be able to do that. We want to help you be able to gather the leaves, find the sticks, okay, find the rocks, okay, take our turn banging the rocks together and help you. And that's why we are going to be offering this free comedy class Monday night, 860 East Warner Road, JP's Comedy Club, Tuesday night online worldwide, worldwide, 6 p.m. Just go to comedyschools.com. All right, uh, man, I didn't mean for it to be a long uh, advertisement today, okay? It's Labor Day. Uh... Paul Whitney said what I said was much cooler to Billy Joel's uh, We Didn't Start the Fire. Kevin Brown says here on Facebook Live, uh, you're going to have dreams of a nightmare kind because DJ Payne says you're on my big screen now. This is scary. Somehow DJ Payne has hooked me up to a big screen. You know what? You know what? Let's face it. Let's face it, DJ. A little handsome. A little handsome. Let's face it, DJ. I'm not saying anything about you. You're a man. You're a man's man. You're a dude. But you chubbed out a little. <laughs> All right. Um, by the way, DJ Payne says about JP's Comedy Club that uh, the Chinese restaurant next door, barbecue pork ribs from the next pl- next door are phenomenal. You know what? Boom. DJ, you and I are going to have on me, you and I, on me, tomorrow night, Monday night, we're going to, uh, when we're finished up, because DJ will be down there hipping me out. Okay, I know Kevin Brown down there will be hipping me out. So boys, we're going to bring our mask, we're going to bring our gloves, bring our hand sanitizer, we're going to bring our best behavior. We're going to do this uh, workshop. And then afterwards, Kevin, DJ, me, we're going to go have some uh, barbecue ribs at the uh, Chinese restaurant next door. That's what we're going to do. We're already planning fun. You know what I'm having tonight? Okay. I, am I going to barbecue today? You're damn right I'm barbecuing today. It's Labor Day weekend. You know, uh, the holiday Labor Day has uh, totally gotten lost like all of our holidays, including Christmas. You know, Christmas is lost. Memorial Day is lost. Fourth of July is lost. It's just a day off. And there's another day off. Labor Day. I was thinking about this yesterday, what Labor Day represents. And it was farmed to, uh, uh, to honor American labor. And it was a pro, uh, it was a pro-labor, pro-union holiday. Okay? Celebrating the American worker. And yesterday, um, Shirley uh, and I, uh, my wife, Shirley uh, Visick, who uh, also happens to be producer of the show, we had to go out and do our grocery shopping. We had to choose between bashes and fries and Walmart, but we had a prescription at Walmart, and at Walmart, prescription was free because there's no copay. So uh, we trundled off to Walmart. And then uh, we went into self-serve line, self-checkout line, because that's always the fastest line, you know? You know the rules, you know the rules. If you see a line that's not that's regular checkout line, okay, and there's only one person there and they're almost done as you're rolling your cart up, somebody runs up with a cart that's like overstuffed, like a uh, like uh, my neighbor's trash can. I get a lot of night. I get a lot of neighbors who overstuff their trash cans. So uh, we go into self serve self checkout line in our own checkout. Boop 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 boop, and uh, that's more work. Than the grocery shopping itself, because Walmart's got crappy bags, you know, the plastic bags, you're trying to pull them open, all of a sudden you pull like 10 off, they fall on the ground, you're getting really frustrated, you start to cuss, you know. And I realized what they've done to the American worker in America. So I'm bagging groceries at Walmart, spending a couple hundred bucks at Walmart, and I'm bagging 
my own groceries. And when I was 16 years old, I used to bag groceries. That was my job. Grocery bagger. Checkout boy. And I did it at a place called Grozik's Tomboy Store in Hell Springs, Missouri. And Hell Springs is about the country as you can get. And that's where I was raised up. That's where I went to high school. And it was a union job, and I was being paid to do it. And now, I don't know, 45 years later, it's not that it's a non-union job. It's that I'm doing it for free. I used to be a movie projectionist. I know guys who bought houses being movie projectionists. And now when I mention that that's a good paying job to kids, they laugh. They go, we worked at a movie theater. It's a minimum wage job. You want to talk about moving jobs to China? Let's face it. The jobs that got moved to China were the jobs our parents didn't want us to have. Our parents didn't want us working in some drudged assembly line. They want us to have good paying jobs. And the reunions that made sure that the jobs were good paying jobs. But the unions are bad. They're bad people. They're destroying the economy. And the American labor movement has been basically destroyed, disseminated. And now a job you used to be able to buy a house with is a minimum wage job. And a job that used to pay a good, extraordinarily good job to a 16-year-old kid that will allow him to save up for that first car or maybe for college. You're doing yourself for free. Now you think about that the next time someone's talking to you about how bad unions are and you shouldn't vote for that and blah, blah, blah. Okay? Because it's a little too late. We're kind of on our own and we're finding our way. We are finding our way. Uh, DJ Paints is a bag groceries at Albertsons when I was 15 for seven months. I'll tell you the one thing about that union, okay? It was a little uh, stodgy that I had like long hair, was considered long hair like over my ears, and the store insisted I cut it, and I insisted I wouldn't, and the union wouldn't back me up, so I quit because that's what I always do. When I don't like something, I just quit. All right, okay, we've talked about a bunch of stuff here. Uh, let's see, DJ Payne says, uh, the Men's Tennis Association wants a farm union, but they don't want to include women. Yeah, I don't know anything about that, Daniel. Oh, Daniel Wayne. Daniel Wayne's telling me that. I don't know anything about that. I'm just talking about unions and American labor in general. That the number one thing that American business, and I'm not knocking American business, I'm a businessman. The number one thing that they can control, and they set out to control, are wages. That's true. Like, if you, if you own a restaurant, you can't control when the... Uh, the food supplier goes, here's what your hamburgers cost this week. You can't go, get out. I'll get my hamburgers someplace else because there's only two or three places to get them. They all charge the same price. Uh, oh, God. Daniel Wayne said, men's tent association wants to farm a union, but they don't want to include women. Punchline, they're afraid they'll raise a racket. All right, you know what? I'll go with that. That's a funny joke. Um, true story. It's a true story. Um... You know, you can't control all of a sudden the landlord when the lease is up, you're doing well and he raises the rent. You can't control that. You can negotiate all that. The one thing you can control are wages and that's what they've done. They've set out to control us and make sure that we get paid not much more than third world wages for so many things we do. Okay? Uh, Kevin Brown says, at least you do your own quitting. That's right. I don't have anybody else quit for me. I quit on my own. 
Man, what's that? Have I already done like 24 minutes? My word. Okay, I'm going to mention two quick albums for you, okay? I got to move on. We only got a half hour to go. Hey, tomorrow night I'll be at JP's Comedy Club. Tuesday night I'll be online. Find out about all of it by coming, going to my Facebook page, Tony Visigard at ComedySchools.com. Find out all about it. Here's the two. You know, on holidays, I like to go back. You know, we like to reminisce. We like to remember back, okay? Uh, Kim Brown says, you're not quitting your bobblehead collection. I don't have a collection. I rescue bobbleheads. Don't try to rope me in, Kevin Brown, or you won't get any barbecue ribs on Monday. Um, we like to get back to basics, get back to what matters. And that's I'm going to recommend two great artists to you today. If you like rock and roll, if you like rhythm and blues, if you like country music, if you like rap, if you like jazz, these are two of the men who help propel all that music. The first one being the legendary Howlin' Wolf. Mr. Howlin' Wolf himself. The man with the deep, deep voice. And his version of Killing Floor and Red Rooster, which are the same. He was the first ones to do them, both Willie Dixon uh, penned songs. Killing Floor and Red Rooster are just incredible. Listen to those and realize they were from the early 50s and go, wow, wow. Well, why wasn't this in my mom and dad or grandma and grandpa's record collection? Because this is stunning. Built for comfort. Do, do the do. And wang dang doodle. Go to wang dang doodle all day. When it came out, good now. Okay. Stuff coming from deep, deep, deep in the Delta plantations. Brought up to the nightclubs of Chicago. And the recording studios of Memphis, Tennessee. And then spread out over the pond to England and then fed back to us and became the backbone of rock music, Howlin' Wolf, okay? And then when it came to guitar, if you want to learn how to play the guitar, take lessons. Find a good guitarist and take lessons. But listen to John Lee Hooker. Mr. John Lee Hooker himself. This is the very best of John Lee Hooker. This is out on Buddha Records. Uh, this contains previously... Uh, uh, some selections on this album were previously released on the following VJ album, The Best of John Lee Hooker. And uh, the, uh, one of the songs that is considered uh, the birthing songs of American rock, Boogie Chillin', is on here. Listen to Boogie Chillin'. Listen to Boom Boom. Boom 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 Boom. And you will listen to something special, and you'll be listening to the beginning of something, okay? If this, if this album doesn't make you want to pick up a guitar and try, then maybe you ain't got no fingers on your hand, okay? If this album, if these songs, if Boogie Chillin' doesn't make you want to pick up a guitar and try, maybe you ain't got no hands at all, okay? So uh, Labor Day holiday, when you're barbecuing, when you're doing little uh, chores around the yard, when you're just sitting in your chair going, it's holiday, I'm not getting up. And I'm fighting between the three. Uh, put on a John Lee Hooker and go, wow. I've either forgot all about this or wow, I never heard this before. Thank you, Tony Vizek, for turning us on to it or reminding us about it. Howlin' Wolf, Howler and Hooker, Howlin' and Hooker, the Hook and Howler, the Howlin' Hooker. We're going someplace wrong here, someplace wrong. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, I can always uh, tell um, if, if I'm doing well or not by looking across the room. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, I'm going to wrap up. 
Okay, I'm going to wrap up for I have too much fun. And uh, I will see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Have a fun Labor Day weekend. Do something nice for yourself. You deserve it. Even when you were little, your mama told you you didn't. You've been watching Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick.